Welcome back to another episode of Fast Casual Nation. As you guys know, this is the show that we break down all sorts of innovation in the fast casual sector and really kind of where we see both brands, tech, and thought leaders going. And today is no different. My name is Paul Barron. Thanks for stopping in. And of course, as you guys know, uh, one of the things that I like to do when I look at, at kind of where fast casual is going is explore some of the technologies that are being utilized. And point of sale has been one that has kind of been on our desk for quite some time. Joining me today is Jeff Dickerson, who is the Senior Vice President and Head of Clover. You probably know this is uh, Clover POS. Great to have you on the show. Paul, thank you. Excellent. Jeff, let's dive into uh, Clover. I, I, th- I think a lot of people probably know uh, about Clover that's watching this show among some of the other POSs, but let's go into some of the latest innovations that you guys are working on at Clover that would help a fast casual operator, and then we can explore some of the other sectors you guys are working on as well. Great, will do. Uh, Clover is uh, is known as a point of sale, as you mentioned. Uh, we have we have shipped uh, 1.4 million clovers throughout the world. So you know, every single morning, you know, 1.4 people get up to run their business, and we focus on the small and medium business there. Um, our number one focus is in the restaurant area. We have, uh, as we talked earlier before, for this, we have over 200,000 um, installs for, for small and, and medium businesses, but focusing primarily on restaurant with those 200,000. Have you, all right, so from an innovation standpoint, in, in fast casual, there's several different areas that a lot of people are looking at right now. One is cloud POS because of the nature of whether you look at ghost kitchen, virtual kitchen, dark kitchen, all these different applications in which restaurants can uh, kind of offer their products. How are you guys addressing cloud-based point of sale? Yeah. So we started off at, at Clover by having a physical piece of, of hardware on, on the desk. And that's how the, the 1.4 million. With the pandemic, the world changed. The whole whole world order completely changed. And with that, Clover changed to support our, our small restaurants. And what we did is we focused on the, um, uh, the online ordering. We focused on QR codes, all the touchless pieces of allowing restaurants to continue their business, bring in their customers, service them, still produce some great food, and, uh, and, and stay alive and do well during this pandemic. So we at Clover quickly pivoted when the pandemic hit to to afford our customers these technologies. Also during that time, um, because of our innovation, we saw a notable uptick in new customers uh, from the small restaurant uh, sector. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, Jeff, when you look at kind of this trend that we've seen in fast casual and also in casual dining and even fine dining to a certain extent, um, is this movement toward uh, cloud kitchen, dark kitchen. So I've got an existing restaurant. There's really two phases. Let's talk about phase one here. I've got an existing restaurant and I want to offer up a different uh, menu on this. So now I've got a taco shop and I'm going to offer up a burger product. And I need a point of sale delineation to do that because it's a digital uh, you know, menu. Are you guys offering that kind of service today through Clover? Yes, we, we allow both a physical structure desktop 
as well as a cloud-based and uh, internet offered. So you can take your menu, you can take multiple avenues, multiple vehicles to get your services uh, out to the public. So whatever happens to to work for your, your given um, restaurant, we're, we're in a position to deliver that. So some of the yeah. bigger, finer dining want the physical piece, others want tabletop, Others want a mobile app. Others want to be able to uh, uh, order online and simply have curbside uh, service, QR codes, um, all these different things that are needed uh, for, for restaurants to not only survive, but thrive during this time. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you guys seen uh, a big enough shift to online ordering and also just in delivery and takeout that you think is going to be here to stay for years to come? Yeah, that that truly is a good question. The answer is yes, we saw a notable shift. But I also think that in, in we're, the lights are starting to come on in this country and we're seeing um, a, a big uptick in the month of, of uh, March and the month of April. Uh, the lights are coming on in a, in a very, very rapid, rapid pace. Um, I think there's going to be some things that are just going to be tough to stuff the genie back in the bottle. And people got acclimated and used to and very convenient with online ordering and other services. We don't see that going away. We're also seeing, we tried to forecast and estimate internally just what the traffic is going to be for the small and medium restaurants. And, And I'm happy to report here that our initial forecast is being completely eclipsed here in in March and April at a rapid pace. I think people uh, you know, want to get out and about. And I also think that people came to the realization they're just not as good as cooking as they thought they were. Right, yeah. So we've seen that trend as well. We kind of anticipated. Uh, we did a video for you guys. If you haven't checked it out, uh, make sure and do so on the growth to what we think will be an increase in the industry up to about 1.3 trillion by uh, 2024. When you look at the growth potential, because we've had the kind of this, I won't say it's a market shift, but we definitely had a market correction uh, in in terms of the number of restaurant units that uh, have closed. And now we're seeing kind of the really good operators starting to really leverage up and move to open more units, look to go the uh, aspect of virtual and cloud brands. Do you see that kind of growth continuing to accelerate here for some time to come? Or do you think there's a plateau uh, facing the industry soon? If if there is a plateau, we're not seeing it in the next mm-hmm. 12 months. I can tell you that. But, but you said something very important. Um, you said those restaurant owners that know how to manage their business, just not produce great food. That's only a small part of it, as you know. Exactly. The rest of the business. And this is where Clover really shines. And what we do is we're just not a point of sale solution. We just don't take payments. We are a complete offering for a small business, particularly the restaurants. If you think about it, a small business has the exact same needs as a Fortune 500 company. They just don't have a staff of 750 people in operations to help them. They have to schedule. They have to seat. They have to get their inventory. They have to get their perishable goods. They have to take care of their sales tax, their payroll, all these different things, insurance. And, and by definition, that is a huge business. 
Um, what we have done extremely well is taking the complex and the eloquence is boiling it down to a simplistic use. People want to use technology to feel smart and profitable, not aggravated. So one of the things that we have at Clover is we have over 500 different apps that you can purchase. There's things we're never going to do. For instance, payroll. There's people that have been doing it for years, do a much better job. And we offer that through an integrated solution. We we offer you know state taxes payments through partnerships. We offer these right. other so that restaurants can go and pick what is applicable for them, and at a very nominal cost, create a true business hub to run their businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that we have done here at, at Clover that I'm um, I'm very proud of being being part of Fiserv is the whole back to business. Um, Fiserv. Uh, put forth $50 million to help small and medium businesses and particularly minority owned businesses in cities that were hit hardest in the pandemic. And we're giving that away in, in $10,000 increments. Um, you can, anybody listening to this, if you have a small business and particularly restaurants, the, the lion's share of people that, that came on and applied and we've awarded in cities such as New York and D.C., uh, Miami, um, Oakland, and, and, and the rest of the hard hit areas, you can jump on Clover.com. You can apply for that. But not only is it a $10,000 grant, um, it also includes Clover devices so that you can run your business. As you said, get the answers you need to navigate successfully and profitably. It also includes uh, financing options through our, our huge ar array of banking partners that we enjoy here at Fiserv, as well as consulting services. You know, I know in the Oakland area, uh, we've reached out because Clover's headquartered in the Sunnyvale um, <clears throat> is because everything is, is moved during the pandemic to online. So what we're doing is we're assisting a lot of the recipients uh, of the back to business with assistance in creating SEO, creating generational uh, input on their on their uh, menus and online services to help them uh, do a better job. So we're reaching out to the restaurant. Dealing in the restaurant industry is, is not a hobby for us. It's a passion. There's a big difference. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's look at, you know, if I'm an operator and I'm trying to compare point-of-sale companies or cloud-based uh, point-of-sale, what would be some of the key attributes of Clover that would say, all right, this is really going to separate this business from the next? Yeah, I think with any, uh, any small business, you, you can't pick the little pieces because you don't have the time, the technology, or the support staff to stitch it together like a Frankenstein. You need to have one stop that can scale up and it can scale down. You don't want to be force-fed all these applications that aren't applicable. Right. But at the same time, you don't want to be searching. So what Clover has is they have um, a variety of, of point of sale. It can be um, through through a piece of hardware platform point of sale. It can be uh, internet-based point of sale. Uh, have, we have 500 plus applications to pick and choose from what is most applicable. We have extremely competitive card processing. Uh, we have financing options. We have uh, two um, uh, offers called Clover Capital and uh, Clover uh, Rapid Deposit. The Clover Capital piece um, allows 
restaurants, particularly a, a little bit bigger expenditure that might want to do a, a storefront, a renovation, parking lot, uh, uh, redo. And, and we, uh, we avail monies to them as an advance to any of their uh, uh, future receivables. But what we also have to do is we have a, an offering called Clover Rapid Deposit. And the Rapid Deposit allows small restaurants to take the ebb and flow out of cash flow here. You know, you might have two lousy days due to inclement weather. You may have a surge, you may have others. And what they can do is they can request uh, to to Clover and is is uh, a, to be accelerated their payments instantaneous and not wait for any clearance. So it is it is a total picture that I would suggest any restaurant to to look at as the complete picture and not just pieces because you really don't want to yeah. be a you, you don't build Legos. You, you do great food and you do it in a great environment. And that's why people come back and forth. Let let others yeah. take care of the technology. Well, I, and I think you're right. I mean, the sense of having kind of that one stop, that plug and play that can kind of tie into best of class tools, uh, whether you're using, you know, um, I mean, it's kind of, we've done that even here with our own business and have found there's some really great, uh, great tools that inter have great interoperability, being able to plug and play, whether it's like bench accounting and gusto and all those right. different types of tools. That's which will really help out the small player. What are you, I want to get through some of the questions here on um, kind of functionality of what could be the next generation of point of sale. When you look at different kinds of payment architecture down the road, are you guys doing any research on the potential of being able to offer up payment through, say, cryptocurrency or anything of that nature? Yeah, Um we are spending a lot of time, you know, I, I, I believe that the difference between a good company and a great company is great companies have this uncanny ability to see around a corner where good companies, once they get around a corner, react quickly. So yeah. what we do is we spend quite a bit of time um, uh, innovating, um, looking for things to the future. For instance, we, we have this thing called the hackathon, which we shut entire Clover down for three days, let engineers go out and just geek out and create whatever they want. And, and, you know, we joke, they, they get all hipped up on Red Bull and Skittles and they don't sleep for three days and they come up with some of the coolest stuff you've ever seen. So, um, are, are we looking at crypto? Absolutely. Are we looking at everything from robotic deliveries and stuff? Quote from Fiserv has has led um, uh, the the industry and in innovation, and we're doubling down right now. We're we're not going to slow down. Uh, this is a this is a, 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 a frothing time. A lot's happening in this sector, and, uh, and we plan on continuing to to innovate and take advantage and, and create that for our customers. That's why. Uh, we have the volume of customers we do. We, we're not going to sit and rest. And, and there are some really, really interesting and cool technology coming our way. So that's a no on crypto right now? Uh, I did not say no. I said we are looking at that. And I uh, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if if, uh, if that and a few other things come, come out pretty quickly. Okay. All right. Um, all right, so let's talk about those other things then. Uh, you mentioned robotic delivery. We've had a couple of companies on uh, our shows. Yeah. And when you look at the interoperability with, say, a, a robot style, whether it's a sidewalk crawler like what Postmates is doing or right. some, you know, there's a couple other, you know, three-wheel autonomous vehicles out there that are trying to navigate all that. 
Is there a potential to tie a point of sale solution into these robots to be able to handle on, you know, on premise transaction? Think of it as a, you know, a robot managing food delivery at a big, um, you know, concert or event, the ability to handle point of sale on those types of devices. Yeah. Um, the answer is absolutely, Paul. And I was just out at, at Clover and Sunnyvale and we were grabbing a dinner with, with some teammates in Mountain View. And in this little robot looks like something out of Star Wars comes right by. And then there was a second one and there's one at an intersection that's all around uh, coming from the East Coast. And we had a little more inclement weather. I didn't see, uh, uh, you know, snowmobile uh, uh, robots there. But this, the way we look at it at Clover is really simple. It's just another go-to-market um, uh, ability that we want to afford our restaurants. We have a very ro robust API that we can interface into most anything. Um, so uh, I think as, as these robotics are, are gaining momentum, uh, you will see um, you will see as the market demands, we will be there to fulfill it. We are already starting to play in our labs uh, with this. It is not a complex offering. It is all going to be dependent upon uh, market demand. But I, yeah. I got to tell you something, after going out there and, and seeing four or five within a 30-minute period, I think it could be something more than just a gadget. You right. know, you take your oh, phone. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I, th I think it's I think it's going to be a real interesting offering. And as a result, um, just like any market demand, we'll be at the front of the pack delivering that. Yeah. So if you looked at, at say, some of the, the edgier technology that's coming down the pipe, uh, if you let's just say you'd give it a, a, a win because it's it's potential uh, of implication into the restaurant industry or maybe, uh, you know, kind of a pause because it's probably going to be something, say, further down the road. Yeah. If you look at the current scenarios, uh, pure cloud based uh, point of sale systems in the future, do you think that's a win or is it going to be a while before we see pure? In other words, no hardware in a restaurant needed. Yeah, so a soft pause is what we're calling yeah. it. And I okay. think soft right. pause is a win. It, it, it is going to be here. And, and let's face it, you know, this is a point of sale. Sure. Um, your phone. Um, and this is something that, that Clover uh, is, is fully embracing and moving. And yeah. it'll, it'll just be an option, but it's here to stay. Yeah. I, and I think those are the kind of the scenarios. Okay, so let's talk about loyalty and integration into social, social payment, social interoperability, being able to kind of plug into some of these APIs that social, whether it's a TikTok or an Instagram that, you know, a restaurant operator owns or, you know, uses, and being able to plug that into their point of sale system. Do you see that happening soon, you know, in the next few years or, or more of a pause? Yes. No, I, I also see that happening, but you're hitting on something that we're finding very interesting here at Clover. And that is the ability for the restaurants to not only maintain the connection with their customers, but to enhance it, to give the customers a, a true experience um, and, and taking the data and the amount of visits they have to a restaurant, what their preference seating, what their orders are, and, and working with that. You know, right now from restaurants, uh, they've, they've enjoyed third parties, uh, whether it is um, Grubhub or whether it is one of the right. other uh, places out there, grab their customers. Uh, and, and bring them to their 
um, point of uh, place of place of restaurant. That's both good and it's also something to be a little leery of letting somebody get between you and your customers. And I think there's going to be a notable um, uh, focus put on this. And I think the restaurants have an opportunity to extend what they're doing right now and truly reaching out to their customers using uh, a little bit of an AI to have predictability, to have yeah. other, to create just a great customer experience. You know, it's, it's, it's a little dangerous to let somebody else control your flow of your customers. Yeah, I think, well, you know, we're going to see third party uh, arguments for years to come, I think, just because of the yeah. shift in, in the nature yeah. of the restaurant industry itself. Because of the, you know, the uptick in takeout and, um, you know, just food away from the restaurant uh, and its growth. Last topic here, you said that Clover is really moving into the fine dining space. So this is something that you guys see as a new potential opportunity because of, of uh, I mean, because we've seen a little bit of a retraction in the pro- in the market. So do you feel like it, the, the market that's there now is just one that is much more solid for you guys to move into that space? Uh, we do. And, and the reason why is whenever you have a pressure on a sector, ours just happened to be as a result of a pandemic. Those right. who might not manage their quite as efficiently as others tend to go away. Sure. What is left now is folks that really understand it. We also think that the, the data we're looking at, the feedback we're getting from our customers is that it is going to be a, a notable uptick here in in, uh, in the foreseeable future. Um, uh, we think that- When you say uptick, you mean uptick in fine dining? Yeah. Like in terms of yeah. units or in terms of sales? All, both. We oh, okay. Think, we, so think, we think market that, market. what we're seeing is that uh, restaurants um, that were once vacant by perhaps folks that that were undercapitalized, um, perhaps didn't have the real understanding of running a bigger restaurant is vacated. Those who understand it are taking those spots over, taking the the, the corners and the prime locations over. And we see we see a, a significant need um, to do that. It's a little more complex. It's a little more complicated. You might go to a smaller smaller restaurant and you could have a um, a can of tomatoes. It could have a shelf life of 30 days. You go to a fine dining and it could be organic from the field to your table and you might only have a shelf life of 48 hours. So there's all kinds of different technology that has to go into manage that. Um, And it's one of the things that that we do very well. We've learned a a tremendous amount uh, with our 200,000 plus plus restaurants. And we just see it's uh, just a a natural migration up, up the stack here. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so when you look at that and uh, you know growth in in that particular category for fine dining, the idea is that you know many of these fine dining restaurants have implemented either dark kitchens, ghost kitchens. What are your thoughts on ghost kitchens and dark kitchens? And and when I say ghost kitchens, ones that do not have retail operations. So there is a new category that seems to be building out there of these new kind of online-only restaurants. What are your thoughts on if that's going to stay as a trend and continue to flourish and grow, or do you think that's got a lifeline that's just, uh, you know, short-term? Um, you know, I, I, I'm not sure my crystal ball can, can give you that answer, but I can share with you this. 
Um, the amount of uh, online ordering that took place in the last 15 months exceeds right. anything we ever thought about. I just don't see that going away. Mm-hmm. I, I see the convenience of it. I, I, I've seen how well restaurants execute on that. So if you think about it, if you and I were to open up a restaurant right now, we'd have to give thought about a dark, you know, let's say focused on it, right? You don't right. have huge storefront. You don't have all the other overhead and issues. You do have marketing. You have to make yourself uh, known out there. Sure. But that's yeah. something you and I would probably or at least should sit down and consider before we we open. I don't see that going anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and one of the things that, that Clover has done and done very well is we quickly pivoted to, to online ordering to be able to take quickly uh, menu changes, putting it populated online, getting everything so there's no there's no uh, friction in getting getting the new and the greatest and latest out to their their potential customers. Um, I would I would guess that that it's more than just a fad. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. you know when you look at the just the unit economics for these, and because of the again, it wouldn't have worked eighteen months ago. I think oh. if you were in a, a, a market and even considering doing that without a retail operation, you probably it was probably just not there. And oh. now uh, I think a lot of companies have um, made the the choice, and and also the realization that the consumer has changed. Uh, for the better. So definitely, um, definitely that's a different kind of space. Uh, last question for you. Lens. That's a great lens to put on it is, you know, you know, we can, we can offer whatever we want, but it's the customers that are ultimately. Exactly. Yeah. Which is my last question. And that is you look a uh, couple years down the road, maybe five. I mean, you have to be looking at a roadmap here as a tech company do you see what are what are some of the key milestones that you see the industry needing to face in the next five years of being able to succeed from a digital and you know from a technology standpoint, digital interactions and uh, engagements uh, for the future of the restaurant business? I think the first first milestone is it has to be frictionless. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, they these these folks. I, I think it takes a lot of guts to open your own business. So you open up a restaurant, and you know, I'll be the first one to applaud these small, small and medium businesses. And it has to be frictionless. They have to be able to focus on their business and not putting together a technology. Uh, the other thing also is is creating a very easy to use visible dashboard of their business to be able to just bring up what does my inventory look like? Right. What is my expense here? What is this? The dashboard to run a business and not have to bring in a bunch of people. Um, I, I see that coming to the, to the forefront. Um, multiple ways of taking payment and multiple payment types. That yeah. has to. Um, take place. Uh, I think some of the other areas that we talked about, whether it's 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 how you take your product to your customers, whether it is robotics, um, whether it is a dark kitchen where um, there is no retail, it, it's either just uh, uh, curbside or 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 delivery. Um, I think you know all these things will continue to evolve. As you said, eighteen months ago, we weren't even contemplating. But, you know, out of some, if you look throughout history, out of out of some very tough and unfortunate situations are born 
these ideas out of necessity and these ideas out of necessity just flourish and take off. And I think that's what's going to happen here in the restaurant industry. Um, it, it was a very ugly and dark time. Um, but you know what? Sometimes that brings out the most creativeness and innovative. And I think we're going to see that coming forward. I think it's changing. Yeah. Look, look how yeah, you sure. uh, go out. I, I know personally, um, I'll, 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 uh, I'll jump online. I'll, I'll go for curbside delivery and I don't see that changing. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a different way of life now for the restaurant yeah. operator and, and those operators out there who are following this show, you guys of course know, cause we, we kind of get the edge of the edge out yeah. there and where the trends are moving. So, uh, Jeff Dickerson, head of Clover. Great to have you on the show, man. Thank you for your time today. And thank you for the invite. You bet. All right. So all of you may be listening in over on the podcast, make sure and leave us a rating. That's how we get great feedback from you. And it's also how I understand what you want to listen to and hear on Fast Casual Nation. Um, the other thing is if you have an idea for someone you'd like to see on the show, just shoot us an email to producer at revernetworks.com. Now, Rever Networks is the umbrella company under and uh, manages a, a variety of networks, including Foodable, which houses this show and many other podcasts like it. So make sure and send an email over there. Of course, you can always hit me up on Twitter, which is just at Paul Barron. And we'll catch you next time right here on Fast Casual Nation. Mm-hmm.